Let's, uh, we're going to focus on healing. I don't know if Jeremy said that. I was just so enamored with my own notes that I didn't hear anything he said. Um, we're going to focus on healing tonight. <clears throat> Hopefully, uh, we will be good stewards of it and some people will get healed. So that's a good thing. Um, but let's, let's just invite the Holy Spirit to teach our hearts and uh, to be present for uh, the power that we need for healing. How's that sound? Well, Holy Spirit, we, uh, we just open up the atmosphere that we are uh, in charge of. Whatever level of authority we have in this room, we open it up for our hearts to receive everything that you've got. We really want to walk in greater works. You said that those who believe will do even better, greater, higher, awesomer things than you did. And that's just insanity. But we'd like that. So bring it on. Bring it on starting tonight even in ways that we we did not realize. One thing I love about the Holy Spirit is uh, he's not in a hurry. <clears throat> not like the rest of us, right? There's somebody in here who has a uh, your right arm. It, it's, it goes numb at night. Specifically, starting up in your bicep, there's a lot, a lot of pain that you you feel. And there's there's you have bad circulation, especially in your right hand. Is that you, Heather? Anybody else feel that? All right, Heather, stand up. Holy Spirit, right now we uh, we release healing to Heather. Good circulation. Just restore every every muscle that is out of place. Every uh, tendon that, that may be misplaced, any nerve that is pinched, we restore you to factory settings and better. In Jesus' name. Amen. Do you feel any difference already? Feels lighter. That's good. Either your shoulder is getting stronger or your arm lost weight or the Lord <laughs> healed you. So it's one of the three. <laughs> All right. I don't normally. Ah, I'll just move on. We'll get we'll get to that later. Um, it, one of the things that we have to realize about outpouring and and revival, and if you want to call it revival, if you want to call it normal Christianity, I don't care what you call it. Um, a lot of people like to call it, like label things, and I think it gets in the way of what it actually is, um, which is just life, life in God. And um, if revival or outpouring stayed inside this room, I'm going to make a very bold statement. It's counterfeit. It's not the fullness if it stays in this room. If what we carry doesn't get outside of the church, it's not what God has intended for this city because what he intended for this city is for this city, not for this room. That's good, Vince. Thank you, Jeremy. I have a microphone now. <laughs> now it can be really anointed. <laughs> or annoying. Or both. 
Um, but in real life, uh, we, we have to have, like, we have to have uh, Christianity IRL in real life. We need, to, we need to get outside. We need to stop trying to become super Christians that have mega ministries and start being Christians who are in the world. Because he's, he pulled us out of the world to, to give us his nature so that he could send us right back into the world and, and save the very world that we were pulled out of. Yeah. Right? And so if we get really good at, at altar ministry, but don't get really good at, like, Starbucks ministry, we have a problem. So one of the things with healing that we have to, we have to really understand is that it, it's supposed to be normal. Not here, but out there. And, it has to, and so there's something that has to change in our mind where we, we don't go, I'm waiting for the Lord to give me something. And we have this passive mentality towards healing because we, we think that like, the testimonies are just for people who go on evangelism things on Friday or if they have an assignment in EJS or uh, it happens once a year and you get, you get your one really good, like, I, I prophesied over somebody in the mall. Good. I'm good for 12 and a half months. <laughs> I don't have to do it again. I feel good about myself. It, it, real Christianity is overflowing with that kind of stuff. And I'm, I'm rebuking myself. If you feel like I'm rebuking you right now, it's probably because I'm feeling myself rebuking myself. Um, so don't feel bad. Feel like you're in the club. Um, one of the things that I have learned with healing specifically in, in public and in real life is that it just comes down to being available and aware it really it's that that it's that simple if you want to if you want to move in healing signs and wonders in public all you got to do is say yes and and keep your yes on like keep keep going yes like give me something cool like so you're you're standing in line the person in front of you just happens to have 3 trillion items in the 10 items or less line and you're kind of irritated and your neck starts to hurt and you're like, yep, they're a pain in the neck. And you're like, no, that's a word of knowledge. You were slowed down by this person so that you could actually pay attention and actually bring some kind of some level of revival to their life, reviving their body. Maybe it's their neck, maybe it's the cashier. It doesn't matter, but it's, it's a becoming aware and turning on your yes towards the Lord. Were you about to say something? You took a half step forward, and sometimes that means I'm ready to talk. Um, become, become aware and available. That those are really the, the two keys. The two keys to revival in, in healing in real life are availability and, and awareness. Become aware when you walk into a situation, and, and we're going to actually do some practice. Um, somebody, at least one somebody in here, is going to... Uh, get a word of knowledge for healing, and you're all going to see them get it, and they're going to heal somebody, and they don't think that they can do it. And if it's if you're thinking that's probably not me, it probably is you. Tonight, um, people who move in power are that they're just aware that that they're they've turned their their radar on. If if you want to like if you're sitting in your car in traffic and you want to listen to music, what's the first thing you do? Turn on your radio. If you don't turn on your radio or your phone or your fill-in-the-blank music thing, 
you are not going to get music unless you start singing, but then you have to turn on your voice. We just have to, we have to turn our radar on saying, Lord, I'll, I'll listen. I'm listening. Okay? That's practical moment number one. Now, when Jesus uh, was healing, he did it in, in so many weird ways uh, and, and had so many different ways that he went about it. Uh, one of my favorite things is in, is it Luke 8? Yeah, Luke 8, where he he's walking through. I just read a great article by this incredibly anointed man about uh, this moment in the Bible, who's standing next to me. Uh, and in Luke 8, uh, Jesus is walking through a crowd, and this woman grabs, just grabs his, his cloak, and it says, virtue left him. He felt virtue leave him. So often we, we think of healing, like we have to like pray, and we're like, Calling down, like, let's pull it down from heaven. It's, it's in you. It says the kingdom of heaven is inside of you. And all you really have to do is let healing virtue out. It, you're bursting with it. Your skin can barely contain the power that, that has become resident inside of you. You just have to say yes and leak a little. And people will get... People get healed. And, and so, it, whether it's in, in public or in the church, it really is as easy as grabbing someone's hand and using your imagination to, to visualize. For me, this is how it works. I see, from my spirit, I, I see gold, like gold liquid go through my arm into the person. And I, I normally, if I know what they're getting healed of, I imagine it going to that specific spot and just changing the thing that, it, that it's healing. Because the divine nature is like gold. And I've got it in me, and so if, if heaven's inside of me and sickness can't live in heaven's atmosphere, then I might as well let it out into other people and heal them, right? So I use, I use my imagination a lot in healing. Um, but it's just re- just like Jesus did. He just released virtue. And this woman who had had 12 years of bondage to this uh, just obnoxious disease issue thing, all of a sudden she's, she's healed. And Jesus, it kind of sounds like he's irritated, like, who touched me? But if you think that, you're, you don't know Jesus the right way. Um, he wasn't even trying. He was just leaking. Like, oh, sorry. <laughs> Kingdom upon you. <laughs> um, but he, he's hidden his power uh, in his hands. Uh, Jeremy always has, does this teaching about how our hands are used for brushing our teeth and combing our hair and, and fixing things on the car. But and when it's just a mundane, natural thing, and then all of a sudden just because you kind of turn it on, all of a sudden it becomes a powerful thing of the kingdom. Think of all the things you've done with your hand. Not all of the things. Don't think of everything you've ever done with your hand. (laughs) But it can become an object or a part of your body that releases the kingdom. And and it just means taking, taking yourself seriously as a kingdom carrier. You're actually way more supernatural than you realize. Movies have been prophesying this for years and years and years and years and years, and we've, we've thrown out all these different ideas. We're like, no, that's, that's witchcraft, that's blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, 
the world is prophesying to us. Whether it's wizards or superheroes or what else is there? Demigods or mutants. The world is like, we have got to be more than just human. There's, it's, there's, they've got to be out there. And the church needs to say, yeah, we are. Here we are. We're saints. That's, that's all it is. We, we are. You're a mutant. You're a wizard. You're a whatever. If that offends you, I only partially apologize. Now, it's true. Daniel, uh, when he was uh, taken into captivity and um, made one of Nebuchadnezzar's uh, wise men, he, his title was Chief of the Magicians. Because it said that an excellent spirit dwelled on him, and he had great insight into dreams and, and mysteries. And so the, uh, like Dan, the, the way that they were able to relate to Daniel was to call him a magician. And, and he, didn't, he wasn't offended by it, or he didn't correct him, or didn't say, this is, from, you know, this is because I'm a child. He, no, it's just he used that gifting from God as a thing to actually affect change in the environment where he was planted. He didn't argue about the, uh, the wording of it. You know what I love about the Lord is that he, he actually answers the question that we're, that we're asking, not the question that we should be asking. You remember when, when, he, when he, sends, he sends out the 72 and they, they go out and they, they heal the sick, they cast out demons, they do all these things, they come back and they're excited, and then they're like, uh... Can you teach us how to pray? And then he teaches them how to pray. Now, a, a religious-minded person like myself w- would go, Jesus, you probably should have taught them how to pray before they went out and did miracles. Um, but we'll let it slide because you did save the world. So, <laughs> the, the, And we need to do the same thing. The, the world is asking questions of, of us and we need to answer those questions. The world isn't, if the world isn't asking for, um, I don't want to pick on anything in particular because I'm going to offend it, like 20 people in the room. If the world isn't asking for uh, a three and a half hour worship extravaganza in the middle of the mall, then don't give it to them. If they are asking for, I can't afford to get health care, but I'm sick, can you help me give them that? Mm-hmm. If they're asking, I don't know what to do with my money, where should I invest it because I, I have a chunk of money that I need to do something with, but I don't know what to do, give them the word of wisdom on where to invest their money so that they can double it and bless more people. I had an intern uh, one time when I was at, at Morningstar, we went out to, uh, where did we go? The Netherlands. We went to Ada um, in the Netherlands in Holland. And we were talking to a bunch of businessmen on this weekend. And the night before, she said, I saw the weirdest thing last night in a dream. I saw the stocks, like a stock market thing, go like this. And I saw the exact number and these letters under it. And we were like... Are you serious right now? And so somebody, actually a few somebody's in the room, um, went and found exactly that stock with that name, and when it hit that marker at the bottom, at the bottom of it, they bought it, and they made $400 before we left the, the nation. 
that, that question was being asked, and she was giving the answer. Who in here would like that gift? Right? <laughs> One of the things that, that, that is super important is not doing things the same way every time. Now, there are principles of like laying hands on the sick, anointing people with oil and things like that, but we need to learn how to be actually creative in how we administrate uh, the, the gifts of the Spirit because God is a creator. And you are made in his image, so you need to be creative in everything you do because that's what he does and that's in your nature. Um, now, when I say creative, I don't mean weird. Though Jesus did find a blind man and make mud and make him blinder so that he could heal him. That's a little weird. He, uh, he did spit on a man's tongue. And that's a little weird. Um, I actually had a friend, uh, Jeremy and I have this friend, went to high school with Jeremy. He had a, a really bad eye. I forget if it was left or right eye. And it was like, it was like super blurry all the time. And I, I went to him, we were doing ministry this one night, and I, I felt like there was going to be some healing. I said, Derek, I, I think the, the Lord wants me to spit in your eye so that you can get, get healed. And he goes, okay. And I went, Oh, oh no. <laughs> He's serious. I, I thought he'd say no and I was going to be okay and I wouldn't have to do it because that's weird. And sadly, I didn't spit in the guy's eye and so he didn't get healed. Ah, what's wrong with you, Vince? Like, like old Vince. mature. Yeah, you're way more free now. Yeah, you now, spit in my eye in front of all these oh, people. Oh, I'd do it even if you didn't ask me to now. <laughs> <laughs> But I had this fear, and, and some of it was fear that if I did spit in his eye and he didn't get healed, then I'm the weird guy, and then I get all over the internet, and da, 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 da. But there was also this, like, what if it does happen? And I, and I was kind of, a, I was scared. Weird. But we need to be creative. Um, we need to, even when you're laying hands on somebody, it's not always, I've had it before with where somebody has, a, has neck pain and the Lord has me put my hand down on their kidneys. Well, that doesn't make sense unless you realize that the guy who created the human body and who does the healing is telling you what to do. The, the most strategic person to ever exist is telling you how to win in that moment. So it doesn't matter what you do. You just do whatever he says and you win. Actually, had uh, we had a little outpouring when I was a student at Morningstar, and uh, I would I would hang out uh, down in this this area we called the pit, and all the like big dog revival people were up by the stage, and I, I started like the Lord, really the Holy Spirit started to like teach me how to do this thing of following where to put my hand, and I had somebody come up to me after like laying out like twelve people just like with the power of the Lord, boom, 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 they're getting healed. This guy comes up to me, he's like can you pray for me? Because you're like a surgeon when you do this stuff. Because he was watching me, like, I'd lay hands, I'd start to go for the head, and I'd go, no, and he's go right here, okay. And, I'd, and then they'd, boom, and they're healed. But we need to learn how to hear the Lord on, on what to do next and not just go into, like, this is how we do healing, lay hands on the sick, and go robotic on it. But there, are, there is a power in... Uh, prophetic actions, and uh, words of wisdom. Uh, think about when Jesus healed those 
those guys with leprosy, he told them to go to this pool and dip seven times. Mm-hmm. Do you think they'd never taken a bath before? Do you think that, that that place was particularly anointed at that moment? I think it was just, Jesus was just being creative. He's like, ah, let's do this. And they, they did it, and one of them came back and said, that worked! That was awesome! I'm healed! And he said, that's awesome. Go tell the priest that told you that you have leprosy and show him that you're healed now so that you can enter back into society. That's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jeremy and I had a, had a cool experience with the word of wisdom. Word of wisdom is like, you've got the word of knowledge where you know something that you could not know unless God told you. A word of wisdom is knowing how to do something that you couldn't have known the strategy unless you had actually lived in the future already and come back and said, this is how it's going to work. That's, that's what the word of wisdom is. So we're at a, co- a conference and uh, this, this pastor stands up. Don't worry, I'm going to be very good with this. Um, this pastor stands up and he says, Hey, uh, this is kind of weird, but these sticky notes are the, the leaves of healing from the tree of, of life, or the, the leaves for the healing of the nations from the tree of life in the book of Revelation. And if you need a healing, stand up. We're going to give you one. You can put it on wherever you're sick, and, uh, and you'll be healed. And I was like, I don't have any. I'm not sick at all, but I want one of those leaves. And so I stood up, and I got literally maybe like a centimeter by a centimeter, a little square of it, and I just put it in my wallet, and it, it hung out there for a month or two. Well, we're, we're at a Bible study, and our friend comes in and uh, find out that he has cancer. He just found out. And the Lord goes, remember the sticky note? And I was like, I wish I didn't, because this is going to get weird. And I'm kind of scared right now. Um, and so we prayed for him, and, and then I ended up, I, said, I told him that whole story, and I said, hey, let's put it on the, on the cancer, and we'll pray again. And, uh, and so we did, and I had just enough faith to do the prophetic act and let it happen. I didn't really think or know that it would happen. Well, it comes back probably six days later, looking real happy. Big difference from, from six days prior where he's depressed and, oh my gosh, I'm going to die of cancer. Blah, blah, blah. Like, hey, what's going on? He said, I went to the, the doctor, got checked a couple days after, and uh, the cancer's completely gone. And I was like, from a sticky note? <laughs> it was awesome. Was it the sticky note? I don't know. Was it, was it like some special, like from. Maybe that the tree of life actually was made into that paper for that sticky note. <laughs> maybe. Or maybe it was just I, I had enough faith to do the prophetic act the Lord was saying. And so the guy got, got healed by my faith. Mm-hmm. Or maybe God just likes humbling us and making us do weird stuff. Another way that I've seen the, the Lord heal... Uh, is through visionary healing. Now, I talked about how, how I tend to use my imagination of releasing virtue. Well, I was in Norway uh, last year <clears throat> with my friend Michael. And, uh, no, this was a few years ago. Wow, this was a while ago. Um, it was actually four years ago now, in like December-ish. And we're in Norway, and we're doing some healing stuff, and uh, I'm in the back, like there's just 
healing happening happening all up front. And this woman comes up to me and says, "Hey, uh, can you heal my knee? I, I can't, I can't like bend. Like she, she was she, like, I can go right there, and my knee just flares up. It hurts so bad. Uh, I, I just can't, I can't even stand it." I said, "Sure, totally." So we. Uh, I don't know if Michael was praying with me or if it was just me, but I get down and I pray for it. I'm like, Jesus, heal this knee. All right, check it. No difference. Probably got worse. And, and the, Lord, the Lord goes, the Holy Spirit says, uh, why don't you heal it? I was like, okay. Knee be healed in Jesus' name. I heal you right now in Jesus' name. No difference. I'm like, what is going on? And the Holy Spirit, I don't know if you've ever had the Holy Spirit get irritated with you. It's a really awesome feeling. And it was like the Holy Spirit went, go into her knee and heal her. I was like, oh, you want me to actually heal her? And so I, I like put my hand, because you have to like, you kind of have to act like you're doing the normal thing of, of praying. So I got down on my knee and I'm, I've got my hand on her knee and I go into a vision and in the vision, I'm inside of her knee, and I see that there's a tendon that's supposed to be here that's actually over here. And I went, oh, I should probably just. And I said, and I was like, okay, try it now. And she goes, and she's like, I couldn't do that before. Her friend comes by, and in Norwegian is all like, like I was like, what did she just say? She said, she said, you couldn't, you couldn't do that before. And she started speaking in English. And I was really thankful for that because then I knew what was going on. She was like, she could never do that before. I've never seen her be able to do that before in my entire life. And she starts high kneeing and running around and she's all excited. And I was like, that was cool. I think I'll do that again. <laughs> and so um, that's another way that the Lord will actually heal through you. Give her a try if you ever want to do that. I've, I've had it before where I've, uh, I knew somebody had a heart issue and I was praying for them and I would go in and I'd see what was going on. I was, oh, we just got to patch this up. And I know it's weird, but it works sometimes. And so give it a try. Is anybody weirded out by that? Good. Whether you are or not. Vince and I have a friend who punched a tumor out of a woman. Yeah. It fell on the floor. The tumor fell out of her Ushers picked it up, got rid of it. That would change your faith, wouldn't it? <laughs> now, when there's, there's a difference between praying for healing and actually healing somebody. And it's very subtle because it's still the Lord who's doing the healing. By, by no means do I say, we can heal people without the Lord. That would be stupid. We don't do stupid things. We reject stupid things. <laughs> but the Lord said, you will do greater works than I did. John fourteen twelve. He did not say, I will do greater works through you. And when he sent out the, the disciples to go do a bunch of healings, and they came back and they're like, we healed the sick and we cast out demons and they, they, they did what we told them to do. He didn't go, well, actually, 
to be theologically correct, boys. <laughs> I did it mysteriously and mystically through you. Please give honor where honor is due because I need all the honor that I can get because I'm very insecure. I'm the most insecure Messiah there ever was. That is not what he's like. He does, we will give him praise. If you saw like somebody's broken arm, like complete, like I'm talking broken, snap into place, your automatic thing is gonna be like, oh my God, you are cool. I didn't just swear and use the Lord's name in vain. I was, that's a prayer. <laughs> you are my God and you just healed this arm. This is awesome. And, and people, you'll say that to people. Jesus healed this arm. And Jesus will be like, actually, you did it. Way to go. I'm so excited for you. And he's, he's, not, he's not begging for our, for our praise because he knows that when we experience his presence and his power, we're going to praise him. Yeah, the Lord showed me one time that those in the throne room in Revelation 4, the guys that had the crowns to throw down um, before the Lord, uh, they wouldn't have entered heaven with crowns to throw down had they operated in false humility on earth. In other words, people, people honored them and, um, and they properly received it. And when they saw the Lord, they said, the honor that they were trying to give me is due to you. But they entered heaven with, they, they, had, they actually had crowns to throw down. And so if we're, um, as ambassadors of Christ and representatives of, of his kingdom, um, just like Vincent was talking about, when, when someone gets healed in a miraculous way and then people are like, you're awesome, like, this is so cool, and you just say, you know, you're welcome. But that night when you get home, you can just say to the Lord, the honor that they were trying to give me is completely yours, Lord. And you have a crown to throw down at his feet. But you don't have to make the person feel theologically incorrect for wanting to honor you. We, we have it all the time. With all the, the hundreds of students we've had, they'll heal somebody. And they're like, oh, this happened. And, and we'll be like, good job. And like, oh, no, it wasn't me. It was the Lord. And you're like, I mean, that is true. But you were the one who put your hand on their on their shoulder, and their shoulder went back into place. And so we we actually have to fight sometimes with with our students to to go. You did this. It's okay to receive praise for it because the Lord will praise you for it because nobody else in that entire room did it. You you go to the mall. You you heal somebody's shoulder. There's probably, well, it's Texas, so probably it's 85% of the people in the mall are, uh, are Christians, but you're the only one that actually healed them. Mm-hmm. It's false humility, so stupid. <laughs> we don't do stupid, right? Jesus loves honoring people. Yeah. I mean, he, he would do things to make sure that people got honored for all of eternity, like the, you know, the woman who poured out the perfume on Jesus. She said, you know, she's anointed me for my burial, and anywhere where this gospel is preached, what she did will be told. 
That's, that's the Lord honoring a woman. And the woman wasn't like, well, I mean, I was completely incited by the Holy Spirit. I mean, he took control of me, made me grab my perfume and like, like a robot go over to Jesus and pour it. No, like he doesn't make robots. We're sons and daughters. And so we actually co-labor. It's a co-mission. The great commission is a great co-mission. That's good. We do need to have humility uh, when we're wrong or when we're powerless, but we need to be confident in his desire to heal. It's this weird, I mean, the, have you ever noticed that the kingdom of heaven is like this big set of tensions? Like you're just like, well, this verse says this and this other one says this. And how do you, how do you say those, keep those things together? Does that ever irritate anybody? You like read through the Bible and you're like, yeah, but what about the, and then there's the, and your brain's trying to figure things out, and the Lord's like, I just like tension. I like to mess with your brain. <laughs> I just like for you to not understand it so that you have to come to me who has the spirit of understanding. And I'm still not going to explain it to you so that your heart will actually get offended and then free of it and get delivered. But that's a whole nother talk. Mm-hmm. We need to take responsibility when we're wrong. Uh, like if you give a word of knowledge or uh, if you prophesy over somebody and you're wrong... Just say, I was wrong. We know in part. Prophesy in part. It's all right. Just have humility. It's all right. Mm -hmm. If you're not able to heal somebody, don't blame them. Because then, not not only are they not healed, but they're also condemned. That's a bad situation. (laughs) I came into church and my back hurt, but now I feel bad about myself too. (laughs) (laughs) It's just not a good setup. We have, a, we have a ministry of, of uh, not of condemnation, but of reconciliation, of, of restoration. Restore their body. And if you're not able to, don't blame them. Don't blame their lack of faith. Uh, don't blame God. God just doesn't want to heal you today. <laughs> Somehow his desire to heal stopped at 837. <laughs> and you came too late. You had your chance and you blew it. It doesn't work like that. What I try to do, if if I'm praying for somebody, I get a word of knowledge especially, and, I, and I'm trying to heal them by the power of the Holy Spirit because of Jesus' death on the cross and changing blah, 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 theological statements at the back of everything I'm saying. And I'm trying to heal them and I don't. I say, I'm sorry. I do not have the power right now or the ability to heal this right now, and I, I take responsibility for that. Maybe he will heal you tonight, and if he doesn't, come back to me the next time you see me, and if you haven't been been healed by then, um, by him doing it some other way, I'll pray for you again. I'll try again. You know, this, this happened with Jesus' A-team, the apostles. The apostle uh, they, team, that's good. The apostle team. Whoa. There was no Mr. T at that time, but the A-team was alive and well. Um, the, they tried to cast out a demon and couldn't, and they asked, they went to Jesus afterwards, after Jesus took care of the situation, they went to Jesus afterwards and said, why couldn't we deal with this demon? And Jesus gave them the answer. He said, this kind only comes out through prayer and fasting. In other words, like there'll be times when um, you're trying to do something and it doesn't work, and you just go to the Lord and say, hey, why didn't it work? 
and he'll, he'll give you the solution. Can I talk for a minute about the kingdom? Please do. Vincent has uh, mentioned the word kingdom many times, and I just wanted to give a little bit, like a three-minute understanding of what uh, the kingdom of heaven is. Um, do you think that Adam and Eve would have had to deal with cancer or like flu epidemics had they never sinned? In other words, if the fall didn't happen, would they have had to deal with cancer? Okay, so we can rightly say that cancer was not in God's plan for man and women, like for mankind. It wasn't his his best intention. It wasn't what he was planning on having us deal with, right? Okay. So sin entered the world and with it came sickness and famine. Um natural disasters, poverty, uh, enmity between man and and wife. Um, And so, since then, um, uh, along comes this this prophet named Daniel, and he gets a vision about a coming kingdom that will have no end. And so he, in the vision, he sees uh, something that represents uh, sequential kingdoms of the earth that will come and go, but uh, in the time of this one certain kingdom that was actually Rome that had mixture, he saw a stone being cut out of a, a basically a mountain in heaven and thrown, and that rock represented Jesus, and he said that stone will become a kingdom that will endure forever. And so Jesus comes along and he starts using the word kingdom. And he says, if I drive out a demon by the power of God, then you know that the kingdom of God has come upon you. And so since the fall, what happened is the usurper, uh, Satan, he, he, he wanted our authority so bad, he, he duped Eve and Adam into giving up authority to him, and he instituted the domain of darkness. It's not a kingdom of darkness. It's a domain of darkness. And Jesus the representative, the king himself, comes from heaven, the place of his rule and reign, and says, There's a, the king's coming back, the king is back, and this is how you institute the rule and reign of the kingdom of heaven. You undo disease. You undo sickness. You, you undo poverty. You stop natural disasters. All... Everything that was a result of the fall, you come against it. It says in uh, John 10.10 10, that the devil came to steal, kill, and destroy, destroy, but I've come to give life abundantly. And then in 1 John 3.8, it says the reason the Son of God appeared was to destroy the works of the devil. Don't let yourself get twisted up into trying to figure out how God uses the devil in some kind of weird scheme. Don't, don't go down that road. Just It's real clear. 1 John 3, 8, the reason the Son of God appeared was to destroy the works of the devil. So we get to institute the rule and reign of the kingdom by destroying the works of the devil. Exciting, huh? We're part of a kingdom that um, will never end. We're actually aliens in our own nation. 
We're part of a kingdom that crosses every national boundary and ocean to unite us with brothers and sisters from every race. Okay? It, it is not, a, it's an atrocious representation of our king to get down into uh, the mud and throw dirt with the rest of dirt throwers when we are actually from a place above with answers from a higher realm that we get to bring to earth. Your will be done. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. His kingdom comes through us. And one of the main ways it comes through us is through healing in Jesus' name. Psalm 115.3 says that God does whatever he wants. A lot of people like to use that verse and be like, God just, he does whatever he wants. Because he's sovereign. If he wants to do it, he's going to do it. I look at it and I I see that another translation says, God does what he pleases or what pleases him. And we need to get familiar with the, the desires of God, the 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 passions of God, the pleasures of God, what pleases his heart. Because if it pleases his heart to heal the person that's right in front of you, then it's real easy to ask him to, to heal that person because he's got a desire for it. And all he's asking you to do is, is to pull on that desire and then he's going to fulfill that, his very own will. Mm-hmm. So one of the ways that you can you can kind of partner with that is be familiar with the things that the scripture says about healing. Healing is the children's bread. You're the children of God. Just get, get those things in your mind so that your, your brain is, is working correctly so that when you're praying, you can actually just pray his word back at him. And it's almost like you're tw- twisting God's arm, but God does not get manipulated, and so you can't manipulate God. But you're just saying, hey, this is what your word says. I'm just going to have to take you at your word, so you're kind of cornered. <laughs> you're going to have to heal this person because you're good and you're faithful. Mm. When you know his character, you, you, you won't question his methods. Anything else you want to say before we do some fun healing jargon? No, um, yeah, one more thing. Um, right after the outpouring of the, the Holy Spirit in Acts chapter 2, when that, that cool scene with the tongues of fire happened and, and 3,000 were added to their number, um, the, the leaders of that first century church came under a lot of um, persecution from um, religious leaders of that day that didn't like um, being undermined by you know, these guys, these uneducated upstarts who are throwing their city into you know, an uproar. And so they face daily persecution. And um, in Acts chapter 4, verse 29, this is one of my favorite verses. It says, And now, Lord, consider their threats and grant to your servants to continue to preach your word with boldness while you stretch out your hand to perform miraculous signs and wonders through the name of your holy servant, Jesus Christ. And after they prayed, the place where they were meeting was shaken. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and spoke the word of God boldly. Now what we want to happen here is very similar to that. Um, We don't face right now the same kind of persecution that they were facing, and I consider that a great blessing. Um, But 
let's not let's not let it get to the point where we have to be persecuted in, in order to get to our knees and ask God for this, right? We don't need to wait until we're being persecuted to actually pray. We can ask for it now. We can say, Lord, grant to your servants to preach your word with great boldness while you stretch out your hand to perform miraculous signs and wonders through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. Just this last Sunday, a man came uh, to church. He was visiting for the very first time, and he came up during ministry time for prayer, and he had uh, a lot of expensive dental work that needed to be done. And a few members of our ministry team prayed for him as they were laying hands on him, Uh, His fillings and crowns turned to pure new gold. That happened in here four days ago. His, yeah, that is awesome. His friend who came with him uh, got healing in his wrist. We had several people who came up for uh, prophetic ministry. One one in particular I I know because I, I gave the word. It was exactly what they had come up. You know, to hear, it's exactly what they needed to hear. It was the very issue of their heart that they came to get ministry for. And God gave me the, the word of knowledge uh, in order to, to renew their faith. Now, this is, um, this is something that we want really badly as a church, right? And, and, and whatever, whatever uh, mind block or anything that, that's going on that is preventing the kingdom of heaven from getting you know, in the heavenlies and through us as conduits, we want to move it out of the way, don't we? So let's do that tonight. Vince, what was your plan? All right, so if, if when I said uh, at the beginning that you might be the one that heals somebody who has never gotten a word of knowledge and healed somebody, if you thought that was you or you were terrified that it was you, I'd like you to raise your hand. There we go. Get up here. It's Brenda, right? With an I? Brenda? You can come all the way up here. I thought, you know, people, they tweak names. Brenda, Bronda, Branda. All right. Are you familiar with how to get a word of knowledge or what a word of knowledge is for healing? No. Okay. Well, I'm going to teach you with a microphone so that they can all benefit from it as well. So you came in uh, here, and you have a certain number of things. Maybe if, you were, uh, if you're a CrossFit person, you probably have like back pain a lot. That was a jab at CrossFit. Um, uh, or maybe you have normal things that normally hurt your body. Right now, I want you to kind of close your eyes and assess is there anything that, that tingles or hurts right now in your body that doesn't normally hurt at all? Yes. I was, when I was sitting over there, I was all over my neck. I just kept getting these sharp pains and then down my back. I couldn't sit still. And, and that's not normal for you. Okay. That's called a word of knowledge. Now, how, explain the, the pain as, as specifically as possible. Uh, down the left side of my neck. From maybe the back of my ear, down my shoulder, right about there. Does anybody have that specific pain? One, One two. He's already standing. <laughs> All right. You three, come on up here. How cool is that? You, did, you, didn't, you didn't think it would happen, did you? 
No, you can stay right here. She, she's going to heal you from here. All right. Go ahead and uh, why don't you guys just be within like arm's length, which you are. <laughs> duck, duck, goose, who's getting healed tonight? Um, go ahead and, and uh, I'm going to ask that you don't pray for them, but you command healing into their, their bodies and do like I've been talking about. Yeah, yeah. And, talk, and to, talk to their necks. Talk to their necks. You can put your hand on their neck, or if you see the Lord, you're doing something else, kicking them in the other shoulder, whatever you want to do. <laughs> do that. Are you guys okay with, with, with anything as long as it... Can I, can I tell, while you're mustering your faith, I had, I had, a, I had a friend... I had a friend one time who um, did a high ropes course and just, just a normal girl, but she was doing this high ropes course, real hardcore chick, and she falls on this cable on her leg. And two guys who are probably 200 to 250 pounds each landed on top of her. And so she instantly had this really bad bruise on her, on her leg and it was hurting her so bad. And later that day she comes up to me, she goes, Vince... My leg hurts so bad. And I go, Janelle, I feel like the Lord said, if I'll punch you in, in that exact spot, that he'll heal you. And she goes, okay, I trust you. And I was like, I love having friends like this. I kid you, it, I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't punch like this. This is how hard I punched. Yeah, you could hear that in the back. That's how hard. And she goes, oh, she felt the impact, but no pain from, from me hitting the spot that was bruised, and all the pain went away instantly. 